0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Process Podcast. Sorry for the somber sounds this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to the podcast. But uh, still getting over things from last night. Uh, Tough game for Buffalo against Kansas City Chiefs. But, hey, I'm joined here, as always, by my best friend and co-host, Nick Veronica. Nick, we haven't done one of these in a while, mostly because I let my superstitions get in the way of the podcast. Uh, we didn't do a podcast at all while the Bills were on the win streak. And I said, look, my superstition is is, is, is greater than the podcast. We can't do a podcast <laughs> while they're on the win streak. But that win streak, unfortunately, came to an end last night at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: We did have some audio issues, so we had some records. We apologize to you guys uh, who are waiting out there for the podcast. We, we were We had episodes – there were some audio problems. There were some scheduling issues. There were some superstition issues. Uh, <laughs> but we, we are back here. So, listen, the, the Bills, once again, fall short of their goals. So we're going to take you from the top, just just looking at, at the Bills in their so Super Bowl window and what this means. Then we're going to spend spend most of the pod, I think, Charlie, probably 30, 40 minutes on on just the Chiefs' loss in, in this season. And then uh, toward the end, maybe the, the last segment, we're going to like look ahead to – to next year, what does this mean for the builds? Where are they in their build? Um, I'm telling you, spoiler alert! Like this to me, like this is this is the end of this iteration of the Bills. I think we're in store for some big changes. Uh, and then I'm going to ask you for a way too early prediction, and you're going to hate it.
0: No, I'm I'm ready to go, Nick. I'm ready to be hurt again.
1: All right. Well, Charlie, listen, let's just get right into it. Uh, We don't need an intro. We'll shout the sponsor later. Actually, we'll shout the sponsor right now because, Charlie, there's something special going on at Ethos Performance Rehab. We know, you know, I know, all you listeners, hopefully you know, if you want to feel better, play better, perform better, feel better afterward, you go to Ethos Performance Rehab. And we always tell you, Charlie, what do we tell them? Tell them the the process sent you. Yes, that's they're um, the best in the biz. All right, listen, if you, if you book with ETHOS Performance Rehab, when you get there, if you tell them in person, hey, by the way, the process sent me 20% off. Boom. Boom. Makes ethos you feel per- better. Makes you feel, feel better. Best. ETHOS Performance Rehab. Hit them up on social media. Dr. Matt, Dr. Zach, ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, Performance Rehab. Tell them the process sent you.
0: Hey, maybe they'll make you feel better after that loss last night
1: um the, charlie they're not miracle. they're good but they're not miracle <laughs> words, okay uh listen let, let me start here with you charlie the bills in their super bowl window is it is it what i mean i mean this is, this is like a two-part question i guess where are they and and how big of changes do you think we need are are needed are we talking about head coach gm anything like that and where are they in the in the window
0: so, Nick, you know, I'm hearing a lot of podcasts and seeing a lot of podcast hosts out there on on Twitter and, and all of that. And, and honestly, I see a lot of the stuff they're saying. And I promise you that the things they're saying is just for the clicks. It's just for the attention, just to get people to the show. We don't do that here on the process podcast. We're honest with you with our feelings and how we feel. We're not just saying things for the clicks, not just saying things for the followers, not just saying things to, agree, to gain listeners. 100% honest with you, no, I don't think there's a head coaching change. No, I don't think there's a GM change. Brandon Bean has done has been a, a salary cap magician with the things that he has done. Uh, he's brought in players like Leonard Floyd, who has been able, you know, to impact this team. Unfortunately, kind of went silent down the stretch, um, but impacted this team early. Played some damn good football early on in the season. Uh, he's gone out and and, and he's made attempts to go and get certain players. I don't see Buffalo moving on from Sean McDermott. I think if the Bills had a healthy Bernard last night, a healthy Benford, um, you know, a, a healthy defense in general, and even without Tredavious White, without Matt Milano, I think the Bills win that game. They got beat up because you had practice squad. You had a practice squad linebacker, a third-string cornerback. Your 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 cornerback one was beat up, clearly limping, clearly struggling. Um and, and all of that. So at the end of the day, McDermott, what McDermott was able to do with this team and this defense and overcome all the BS that he had to deal with. And I want to say this right now as well, and, and I, I apologize if he was a friend of yours, but I still never gave a verbal middle finger to Ty Dunn for the crap that he tried to pull this year <laughs> with the head coach. I didn't agree with it. I thought it was BS, and I thought it was a hit piece. Granted, that's been coming as a fan, not as a journalist. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Yeah. You're pushing it there a little bit, but, but I'll be honest. Hey, that's me coming as a fan. However, I don't think that even through all of that, even through everything that happened last night, the bills were not outcoached in my opinion, and I don't see them moving on from Sean McDermott. So I think people need to stop with that BS right now. It's not going to happen. Do I think that they need to go find a real offensive coordinator? I think Joe Brady did a good job. I don't think Joe Brady comes back as offense coordinator. I'll Why? give my, my point what I I I'll do you want my point scenario on later. Yeah, we're already here. I think one, if you look at this offense, I think this offense started to get way too one dimensional, even with Josh Allen a quarterback. Now I understand part of Josh Allen's um, you know, skill set is his legs. And when he got down the stretch and you're sitting there in six and six, you have to win football games, you gotta start using Josh Allen's legs. He did a good job utilizing Allen's legs and and throwing the ball, but in a game like last night, you've got to be able to throw the ball a little bit more than what you're running the ball. Now, I again you're running the ball all over them. I had no problem with the game plan last night, but I want to put the ball in my quarterback's hands through most of that game. Kansas City had drop issues all season. All season. Their wide receivers were able to catch the ball. The Bills with wide receivers were not. And maybe that's maybe you just continue to run the ball because of that. Um but yet while yes there was improvement, I saw a stat out there and I, I don't have Twitter up in front of me, but I think Nate, Nate Geary tweeted out that, like, the bill success rate under Brady was lower than what it was under Ken Dorsey. I think the offense just started to click and make bigger plays, and I think the defense started to close out football games like they weren't doing early on in the season, and that made a big difference down the stretch. Um, but, I, I, look, you got to go get a guy. I hate to say it man but maybe enemy is the guy to get you over that hump against Kansas City. Hmm. Maybe you bring him in as your OC. He might be that guy. He just worked with Sean McDermott's mentor in Ron Rivera. There's get see what Rivera says. Maybe he's your guy. You're going to have to interview. You can't just give Joe Brady the job I don't think, right? If you have an open spot, uh, if it's an internal hole. hire, there might be some kind of loophole. Okay. Okay. Would love to see enemy in Buffalo. Um I don't now Bill's fans don't kill me. I cuz I don't know where he's going to end up. What about Josh McDaniel's? He's been a he's a terrible head coach, terrible head coach. He was a good offense coordinator. Yeah, I, I don't know. He doesn't strike me as a McDermott process guy. Just just an I mean maybe McDermott also is going to have to break what he sees, right? Maybe take his hands off the offense a little bit and all of that um you know just kind of Go through the motions. Um, yeah, get, I mean, I'm interested. I don't know. Ever, for what it's worth, everyone on the
1: team gave Joe Brady their their endorsement. So Josh Allen said, "I'm pro Joe Brady." Uh, I am interested to see what they do there. I, I put out a Twitter poll and said, "You know what? You know how are you feeling about about Joe Brady?" And there was four options, and it was it was definitely bringing back. It was like, yeah, maybe bring him back. And Then it was feel your options, and then it was definitely not. Mm-hmm. I'm curious which one you think people voted for.
0: Uh, I believe people wanted want Joe Brady back.
1: That that was uh, that is right here. Obviously, not a scientific poll here. My sampling of Twitter followers. Uh, the first choice, definitely, and actually the third choice. See who your, your options are. Uh, we're actually tied in first, and then I guess bring him back was was second, and then hard pass was a distant fourth.
0: Um yeah I mean look you're not going to hard pass on Brady I don't think that's uh even an option I think he's he's definitely in the conversation but I think you see what's out there because to your point is is, is you ask the question is the Bills window closing or where are we with the window I no. don't think the window is closed or closing um you have Josh Allen you have a unicorn quarterback and in my opinion the best quarterback in the NFL Leading your team, I don't think that. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think that you are your your window's ever going to be closed as long as Josh Allen is starting under center for the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and that, that's the that's the way to put it though. Is as long as you have Josh, the windows at least the windows going to be open. I think you, you know it's it's uh, it's getting toward. Toward the evening, Charlie. I mean, I think uh, the, the the temp is dropping, and you're you're getting a chill, and the window is is it's still open. You're just mm-hmm. it's closing a smidge right now. That they need to to retool here in in several ways, and I think a lot of the issues that you saw popped up in the loss to the Chiefs. So on one side, you have the the defense was was extremely injured, and and of course, you know, if you had you know four different guys in there, it's a different game, right. There's, right. there's there's more problems than just, hey, some people were injured, Charlie, right?
0: mm
1: mm-hmm. uh, So where do you want to start here with the Chiefs? Like, I'm, I'm tired of talking about the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey kills the bit like – all right, let, let's actually start. Travis Kelsey has a big game against A.J. Klein. And on one hand, you are saying, okay, A.J. Klein clearly didn't win the battle in training camp, was cut, was about to go on vacation, and the Bills had to call him and say, hey, can you play? <laughs> Yeah. Um Charlie, what what are they doing starting AJ Klein against Travis Kelsey? Is Dorian Williams like that uninspiring?
0: Um no, I, I think Dorian Williams struggled, right? And I think AJ Klein just kind of came in as AJ Klein was originally supposed to be playing that middle linebacker position taking over for Charles Bernard. I don't think Dorian Williams was supposed to really be that middle linebacker guy. He's more, in my opinion, an outside linebacker. But, I mean, hell, in this defense, look at how Bernard's built and he's playing middle linebacker. But, um, you know, I, I think it was kind of looked at as, you know, Dorian was more of that outside guy taking over for a uh, Matt Milano mm-hmm. type of position.
1: Yeah, Charlie, yeah. I agree with everything you're saying, but this is dude who was a dude who's a street-free agent. He didn't play bad against
0: Pittsburgh. He was, didn't play bad against Pittsburgh. And uh, I and I and I hate AJ Klein. I've hated him for years. <laughs> I've said it on the podcast for how long, right? Not yeah. a fan of AJ Klein.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was I was really interested to see like I was really disappointed, I should say. Taylor Rapp was out for this game. I think this would have been a great game to go three safeties and just stick one of them on, on Travis Kelsey.
0: Well, that's what they ended up doing in the fourth quarter. Look what happened. I don't know what. And, and and I guess if I'm going to knock Sean McDermott for anything, it's the fact that you waited so long to make a change on the defense side of the ball. Why was Saran Neal not guarding Kelsey all game? Why was that not your game plan with how de- how depleted your defense was? Yeah, that 22-yard touchdown maybe doesn't happen if Saran Neal's on him.
1: It's just hard to, like, wrap your head around, like – uh, you know they—they they sure that they were banged up. They literally turned to a guy or straight off the street and just put him in against the Kansas City Chiefs in a playoff game. Like you right. have other guys who have been in your system who have been like working out at an NFL facility who know like all that stuff. Like I to me, I would much rather play a dude who knows what they're doing out of position a little bit versus a guy who's just fresh off the street who's not really a part of your team. That that was wild to me. And he was immediately exposed. And Travis Kelsey and to Patrick Mahomes, like that connection is, is a little bit more dangerous than Mason Rudolph.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I don't know why. Again, don't know what the thought was with waiting. I don't know why they didn't make a move sooner um, to, to, to guard him a little bit more. But at the end of the day, it, it happened. It's It's done. It's over with, you know, whatever Buffalo – Mm-hmm. didn't do it right um as far as you know back to your holy J Klein point we knew that there was issues with uh Dorian williams coming into the season there was concerns from the head coach there was concerns from the defensive you know the, on the defense side of the ball uh i think we saw some flash that time throughout the game last night where he looked good um but i think we also saw some immature moments like the the quote-unquote pass interference which should have just been not pass interference. That was that was insane to me. The, the, still a penalty, but not pass interference.
1: The, the rules analyst is is there explaining exactly why it's not pass interference, and then the referee comes up and goes, "Yeah, it's pass Like,
0: what are we doing? The What's ball the, was not out of the home hand What's the point it's of having pitch. the sky judge if we're not going to get that stuff right? Yeah, there's got to and the NFL needs to fix that, and we can talk about that in the off season. What does the NFL need to do for the officials? Because the officials suck. Uh, they have dominated too many football games, and it is getting out of hand. Um, I, I, I do think on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, if Terrell Bernard was in there, maybe even with an A.J. Klein, I think it's a totally different football game. Even if Balin Specter plays last night, I think it's a different football game. I thought Baylen Specter played good while he was in uh, against Miami, when he was in against um, uh, Pittsburgh. I thought we were starting to see a different Baylen Specter and excited to see what he's going to look like going into next season.
1: All right, let's keep it moving here. Stephon Diggs, eight targets. Three receptions, twenty-one, 21 yards. yards. No touchdowns.
0: One yards. I got this.
1: And a terrible drop in a huge moment.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna. You, you ready to just be even more surprised, Nick? I'm gonna give you the stat.
1: How am I gonna be more surprised after seeing him drop a almost touchdown, at least a fifty-yard gain? Where is it? If you guys haven't seen the video yet, it's definitely it's on my Twitter. I've been getting the notifications mm-hmm. all day. The replay: Josh Allen throws the ball sixty yards, sixty yards in 60. nearly nearly perfect position. Like you, you would have nearly perfect. And Stefan Diggs, you know, wasn't directly in stride. He adjusts to the ball. The defender kind of slips a little bit, and then it goes it just goes directly through his hands. Like just an unbelievably bad play for a receiver to get that open and then knock him down with it. And then he turns around and puts up two fingers like an inch apart on the way back to like tell Josh, you know, you know, you missed me by this much. We almost had it. I'm like, dude, he was 60 yards away and you're putting up two fingers. Like he's supposed to have that kind of touch to do that. You drop the ball. All I want to see you do is pat your chest and say, my bad, bro. You did amazing. I screwed you. Like that was, that was just like something. He's had a weird season. He hasn't been talking to the media. He's." In my opinion, like, we're, it's, it's going to come out that he's injured. He has to be injured. The guy was all pro level the first half of the year and then struggled to get more than, like, three, four catches a game down the stretch.
0: So so let me give you these stats. So, okay, Stefan, my point is he didn't just start sucking out of nowhere. No, like, something's had going on. I got two things for you. So first, Stefan digs in games where the Bills have been eliminated. This is from Sneaky Joe. Mm-hmm. Three receptions for 21 yards, no touchdowns. Four receptions, 35 yards, no touchdowns. Three receptions, seven yards, no touchdowns. Six receptions, 77 yards, no touchdowns. Yeah. um, I mean, number I one,
1: yikes. And then number two, I would say, like we, we've seen different evolutions of the offense here. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, a few years ago, it was like, find a way to take digs out of the game, and then they can't beat you. The Chiefs didn't even have to do that. Like they, they weren't doubling him. They didn't like have this huge effort to do. And, and I mean, they they seemed to erase Kincaid a little bit. Um, and and then you know, there's no Gabe Davis, and and then like that like it was it was
0: a frustrating game from a passing attack, wasn't it? It was. Um, I, I mean, look, guys aren't getting open either. You don't have guys getting open. You're not. And is that scheme? Is that your receivers? I don't know. Um, but look, to your point, Diggs has struggled, right? His last 10 games of the season, right? Let's I'm gonna start here. So weeks one through nine, we talked about Diggs possibly being injured. Weeks one through nine, digs had 70 receptions for 834 yards, seven touchdowns. Weeks 10 through the divisional round, 47 receptions, 422 yards. One touchdown.
1: I mean, you still saw flashes of elite play. He had the one-handed catch. He's, you know, it's just the, the volume mm-hmm. totally went away. And it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like he was wide open and Josh just didn't throw him the ball. Like, there were drops. There was – he'd taken himself out of plays. Him, you know, it, it, was, it was just a weird scenario for a guy who insists he wasn't injured. Like, I just find that very hard to believe. He was slow to get up when he would take a shot to the midsection – I, I like it's, you know,
0: but that that but that drop has nothing to do with him being injured.
1: No, no, at all. But like, like the focus was kind of waning a little bit. Right. But I'm saying he was so elite. You like, you don't, you don't just, you know. I know he's on the wrong side of thirty, like you like to say. But you don't just, it doesn't just go away like
0: that in the middle of the season. Like something happens to you. Well, Nick, hold on. I have more stats for you. Oh, keep them coming. I love, I love the, I love, I, the, oh, this. I love. I, lo- I know you love negative stats. So the last ten games for the Bills receiving yards. Um, the new Bills slot receiver Sha- uh, Khalil Shakir
1: mm-hmm.
0: had four hundred sixty-two yards in the last ten games. The Stephon Diggs four twenty-two targets. Shakir had thirty-seven targets. Stefan Diggs had eighty. Wow! Last ten games for Stephon Diggs is the last one. I promise you. Okay. Three for three for twenty-one, seven for fifty-two, seven for eighty-seven. Four for 26, five for 29, four for 48, four for 24, six for 74 and one score, four for 27, three for 34. Charlie, that's like a guy you dropped from your fantasy team. Let me ask you this question Do you think that Joe Brady? Go back to, to what we said before about offensive coordinator. Do you think Joe Brady just did not know how to utilize his all pro wide receiver? I you're, mean, you're you're throwing you're throwing, yeah, you're throwing bubble did, screens to him. You're yeah. running him out of the backfield. All right. Did
1: I, I'm forgetting that when you said that that these stats started, like the date when it started? But
0: did, didn't this issue like precede Joe Brady? Uh, so it. Goes back. Let's see if we go back here. um Ten games. So this would be week ten through the divisional round. All right. I mean, in, week one in,
1: in, in weeks one through nine. He had seven uh, touchdowns. fired week twelve. About that, yeah. So
0: we started seeing a decline at that time.
1: I mean, listen to to me. Like like the screens and stuff. That's what you do. To get a guy involved easily, like that—that that doesn't seem like a we think we're gonna kill him with this play. This seems like a we need to try to get the ball to digs somehow, some way.
0: But it didn't seem like they tried to force the ball to digs either.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's been Josh's bread and butter, right?
0: It was. I, I will say there's two plays in the fourth quarter that I felt like they tried to force the ball to digs. Um and even early on in the game, I thought that second throw to Diggs that should have been a penalty for targeting for Helm with the helmet that was not called. Um I felt like they tried to target Diggs um early on and, and it just didn't work out.
1: So what I mean, what do you think going forward with Diggs? We know his brother's been tweeting weird stuff. We know he's he's hot and cold. Is he, you can't trade him. Right. I mean I don't you he would have to agree to redo his contract before a trade which people are generally not interested in doing I mean I mean it would have to be something he so wants and so is looking forward to that he's willing to do this and then the new team's going to
0: take care of him some other way I mean look you cut him right if you cut digs post six one. You're saving yourself 19 million dollars in cap with eight, we'll round up to nine million dollars in dead cap for this year. I mean, Over next who's, year, who's subca- catching the caps. ball then? Exactly. Next year, your dead cap's going up to 22 million dollars. I'm not signing up for that. Not at all.
1: No, I mean the the, the only way I think digs off the team is that there's more to the, this personal stuff off the field, or you know maybe on the some something. Whatever happened in training camp, if that bo- continues to boil up or something, if there's, a new I, I still think that was an
0: issue with Dorsey.
1: I do too. I do too. And uh, but I mean, maybe the new coordinator and him don't see eye. I have no idea. If some, like something personal came up. Is the only like it just doesn't make sense, money wise, team wise, like to move on from this. Like he, he is very expensive, but you're kind of in live with it mode.
0: So I'm. Kind of, I'm 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 with that too, right? Like you kind of got to live with it. I more want to see Von Miller off the team, but that's a conversation.
1: Uh, yep, that's a, that's on the list for later. Let's keep um, going. Let's keep so going well, through, through this play. Real, real,
0: real quick on the digs thing. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that that those three deep deep passes, right? You had the drop by the two drops by Shearfield. You had the drop by Diggs. Does Davis catch any one of those balls? Wow. Um... Not talking about Davis last year. Because I felt like Davis last year, yes, Davis. This Davis, although Davis had a similar situation last year against the Jets, where Josh Allen hit the ball up, hit Davis in the hands, and dropped it. Yeah, does Davis make that same catch? Like what you know, a, versus what Sheerfield dropped with his two and the mm-hmm. one that Dix dropped.
1: Did, didn't it feel like Davis would like make these like really hard ones sometimes, and then drop the easy ones? Like maybe he like he's bigger than Sherfield, right? Maybe he catches the one Sherfield dove for and didn't haul in. Maybe, maybe. I can't believe I still just can't believe Diggs dropped that pass.
0: I, I mean, look, Diggs, is that's what he gets paid for to make that, and and let alone to go go back and and give the that you know, close back to back to Josh Allen. Now, look, I think people are are misreading it. I don't think that he was looking at Josh Allen like, oh, dude, like you miss me. I think mean, he's like, oh, I was that close. I should have had it, like you know, like that. I I, I don't know. And don't get the
1: sign for you miss me.
0: Right, right. I don't know, man.
1: All right, listen, we got to keep moving. There's so much to talk about here. Charlie, let's go to the fake punt, all right? Didn't hate it. I'm going to stand uh, on the uh, aisle by myself. Yeah, so, I mean, it's getting late in the game, the Chiefs are seemingly carving up their defense. They have answers for all, all of your, you know, fourth-string players you're, you're forced to put in there. The Bills think they need a spark, and they call up a fake punt. It goes to DeMar Hamlin. He gets nowhere. So there's a couple of things going on here. First of all, is like the game situation. Second of all, is that the Chiefs had ten men on the field, and I I think we learned that that call was in place before we knew that there was ten men on the field. Mm-hmm. But just makes it more embarrassing. Like they had six in the box. You should have, in theory, even if you didn't like calling a fake punt in that spot, they had six. Like you should have had. You know, if you have a hat on hat, you should easily pick that up. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the spot of. Or the idea, if you're gonna go for it on fourth and five, give it to keep it, the ball in Josh Allen's hands. Like, what? Why would you? That that, that was kind of where I felt on it, and, and I'll I'll throw it back to you in a sec. I don't I don't hate going for it there, but why, why are you trying to run with Damar Hamlin when you have Josh Allen on your team? That makes no sense to me at all. I don't think they were trying. Like like there was a, it was a funny tweet. I will say. Uh, the tweet was like Sean McDermott thinks he's like in a Disney Channel movie or something. Like, you know, DeMar Halen's going to get the first down after, you know, make the big play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this was, you know, people said when uh, the Seahawks threw at the Super Bowl instead of giving it to Lynch, they said they're trying to make Russell Wilson into a star. I didn't buy that one. I don't think this was like a let's get Mar the ball thing. Sean McDermott was asked about it. He said, you know, they hadn't even shown fake pun on film this year. They thought that they were going to really catch the Chiefs by surprise. And, I mean, you know what, sure, but you know what else surprises me all the time is like something Josh Allen pulls out of the hat. That's what surprises
0: me. That's what I wish they had done instead. Um, okay, so I didn't hate the fake punt. I know that I am on an island by myself with that one. Did not hate the fake punt. Um, one, didn't see it all season. Two, I think the coaches knew that there was nine guys on the field or, you know, six guys in the box there. And they said, we can take advantage of this. We can exploit it. I think they felt good about the call. I don't think when they rolled the punt team out there, the plan was fake punt. I think when they got out there and they looked at the setup that the Chiefs had, they audibled into that fake punt. Um, and, I mean, but it was, it was
1: embarrassing work. blocking. The right. Chiefs had uh, six in
0: the box. Like, you you had them outmanned, and you got right. pushed backward. Exactly. I mean, look, did it work? No. If it worked, would people be sitting here like, oh, my God, Sean McDermott, how impressive he is, and oh, my God, what a great play call? Probably right? Again, still not fireable. I'm not firing him over a fake fake punt. Not doing it. I didn't hate the call. It was aggressive. I, I get your point, though, too, right? Fourth and five. If you're really going to go for it, put Josh Allen on the field. But at that point, do you call a timeout? Do you waste all the timeout in that situation? I'm not. But again, I mean, this, hindsight's twenty twenty, man.
1: The special teams was just such a disappointment all year. They had one amazing play against the Dolphins. that kind of like made up for a lot of it.
0: Uh, there's a new I, special team coordinator coming in for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, we didn't mention that at the top because it seems to, no offense, not matter as much. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no, they need overhaul
0: special teams. They do. They do. I think do, Tyler yeah.
1: Bass will still be back. They should probably bring in more of a competition for him, but uh, I could see a new but, punter. But for what, see... Nick?
0: What, what, let me ask you this. You talk about Tyler Bass real quick. He's got seven million dollars of guaranteed money. You can't just get rid of Tyler Bass. Well, I know, but I'm saying, you know, you bring in a veteran just to make him worry or Statue something. on the practice squad.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, you just you just bring somebody. Like you don't you don't not have another guy there. Is what I'm saying. Like you bring someone in just to make him worry and and think he's got more pressure to perform. I've already seen. Uh, I got I got some DMs here from our favorite listener Josh, who said. Missouri has a kicker. They call him the Thicker Kicker. He's a beefy boy, and he kicks, and he goes, he'd be perfect for Bill's Mafia.
0: Didn't he set – no, it was a punter, I think, at Missouri. No, the punter at Iowa. Set a record for, like, most punt yards this season. Uh, And, yeah, dude, I'm looking up. His name is Harrison Mevis. Is the kicker from Missouri. He is a big boy. He looks like he could be playing a one-tech (laughs) – uh, <laughs> defensive tackle. He is 21 years old, five foot eleven, Nick, two hundred and forty three pounds. That man can kick. He can kick. He drilled a 61, 61 yard game winner against, uh, I believe, it was against Tennessee this year. Against Kansas State. I'm sorry. Against Kansas State. Sixty one yard game winner against Kansas State. All right. Bring him in. If you can get him in the draft with a seventh round pick, sure. You got three sixth round picks or two sixth round picks, three fifth round picks. At that point, I don't care. As long as you get me a receiver, it sounds
1: like UDFA
0: to me. I mean, would you think Tyler Bass would have been drafted? I mean, Bass got drafted.
1: I've I don't know. If we're, if we're talking about wasting. We got so many holes in this team. They well, need, Charlie, they need to draft well this year. Are we
0: and I think he's willing on a kicker. I do think they bring in a punter. Uh, let me ask you this: thoughts on bringing back Matt Horizon now?
1: Uh, he has since been cleared. I I would not be against it. I think he does deserve a shot. I'm curious though. The Bills seem to think like obviously the accusation was was horrible. But they also seem to not love how Ariza and his lawyer personally handled that. I think that they felt lied to, according to some of the reporting. Um, So I don't know, but I I do think he will have a camp invite from someone.
0: Mm -hmm. I would think so. I think someone brings him in. I think at this point you got to um, see what happens. Mm
1: -hmm. All right, we're going to keep it going here. There's so much to talk about. Charlie, talk to me about the defensive line, the front four. Can the Bills please get pressure with the front four? They were so injured they couldn't really blitz. Mahomes shreds the blitz anyway. But there was no pressure. Like the front four struggled. Von Miller is like a ghost of himself. Do you know how many many sacks? We had a thing like who's going to lead the team in sacks this year. And we're like, oh, Von Miller might come back for – like he says he's going to be ready week one. Maybe he'll lead the team. Maybe he'll have 10 sacks. Dead wrong. Okay, this guy played 12 games this year. No sacks. No interceptions. No forced fumbles. No fumble recoveries.
0: He had a tackle no, for a loss. No. He what? He had a tackle for a loss last night.
1: Um. Okay. Congrats. <laughs>
0: in,
1: the, in the regular season, in 12 games in the regular season, this man had three... Tackles, not three sacks, three tackles. Correct. None for loss. I mean,
0: what a waste of a season! It was, and and look, I'm going to say this, and hopefully not offend anyone, but if I'm Buffalo, I'm trying to find something on him and getting it to the media and getting it in front of the NFL and doing what I need to do to get this man suspended to free up cap space. Because um, all all your cap worries now and in the future go away if you can get out of that Von Miller contract.
1: Yeah, this is on the list to talk about in the look ahead, but as long as we're already here. Uh Von Miller, okay, if if he does get suspended, I think that's not coming down at least until the legal process wraps up. The NFL is very slow with this stuff. They let it play out. I don't think we would hear about a suspension in like at any point in the like off season when you could use the cap space. This would be like an August type of thing where the NFL finally hands down a decision like at the last minute. Um, If, if a suspension does come that would void the future guarantees in his contract, which would then make him easier to cut that is way down the line. I don't think the bills can really plan for that. I think there's a world where they may look into cutting him before that and just eating it.
0: I mean, look, you you really can't though. Again, you cut him. You can you can cut him. I mean, next I mean, it's season. yeah.
1: The numbers are terrible. You would right. really. Um, I got a shout out to I don't know if you read Spot Track, but Mike Gene Spot had an idea where the Bills kind of rework his contract. They get his agent in there, and they kind of do like a like a listen. We're going to get like they have to entice him to do this. They would be giving him new money to restructure the deal, kind of add some void years on it. Spread out the hit and then cut him, and it would basically be giving him more money to walk away, which sounds like horrible after how you know the way that this played out. But that's the contract they signed. That's what it took to get him here. His play has dropped off. Um, I mean, maybe he would he retire. I mean, I I don't.
0: But if he retires, it doesn't matter. You're still on the hook for the contract, aren't you?
1: Well, I know, but you still have to. Try to, I mean, the bills could if, still try to, to if, re-work look his, his contract. If, if, if
0: the potential out is going into next season, it's not this season, unfortunately. Right, right. So I mean, right. I mean,
1: my, the, the the overarching point here is is this is not going to be cleared up, you know, when the bills would need it to for right. free agency, like like no. unless they unless they're just planning to just outright just move on from them, they're going to have to deal with it.
0: No, I I think you know I'm with you if you can go and get him on a restructured deal somehow, maybe you cut him, maybe you can find someone, you know, Hey, look, we'll, we'll send him your way for, you know, I mean, but it's Vaughn. You know, he, like he's,
1: he's only working that contract for you. If he goes where, where he wants to go. And, and, and maybe where, where do does that. he even want to go? I mean, does he Kansas city? Does he want to go to Houston?
0: <laughs> I mean, Dallas, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? Right. Who, and who knows now if he wants to go back to Texas. Um but if if you if you were to cut him this year post one, you're only saving yourself six million dollars and you're carrying a fifteen million dollar dead cap hit and in, going into next year. If you can cut him after next season post six one, you're saving yourself twenty million dollars in cap. And you're only Man, carrying a nine yeah. million dollar dead cap hit going into the final um final year does he have no trade clause is that on there no you can trade him he is tradable now promise if you trade him now um you do save more cap and your dead cap hit is actually less this year if you're trade him this season yeah because the guaranteed money and the and the base would go to
1: the new team but you already mm-hmm. paid him the bonus I mean okay so something else i thought is like what like what would you have to send with him to entice a team to take his contract
0: I mean do you to move like a fourth round pick,
1: yeah, it totally depends. I mean, I was like, Vaughn also was like, you know, allegedly considering retirement before he even came to Buffalo, and he was very good when he was healthy, so it's not like he just came here to take a paycheck and slacked off, right? Uh, I mean, if he, if you, if the Bills trade him to X team he doesn't really want to play for, it. he might just retire anyway.
0: Fine, let me retire with them. Well, yeah, but the team's going to find it out before they agree with the trade. That's true. That's true. Look, you do got to figure out Vaughn, – Vaughn is, to me, one. Diggs is 1A or 1B, right? One. The most important one to figure out this offseason is what you're doing with Vaughn and where you're doing that money. Because Vaughn is, is what is holding you back from going out and getting a real number two receiver, a veteran number two receiver, going to get some guys who can help you – on that defensive side of the ball and is going to prevent you from bringing guys back like the Quan Jones who had a very good season. Um, down the line, it's going to – could prevent you from bringing back a Trell Bernard. It's going to – it's what's going to prevent you from – not that I want to see him back, but it's going to prevent you from bringing back a Gabe Davis, although I think the fans last night did that with some of their antics in the stands.
1: Gabe's so, not coming back anyway. Did you see the video last night? I did. Gabe's not coming back.
0: No. So just Don't go to Kansas City. God, if he goes to Kansas City can you
1: Bro, imagine. Don't care. He's like one step better than Nicole Hardman and two steps better than Tony. True. True. Um really did hurt the bills. Two the steps he's better than Tony, and yeah. Tony. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um But look, I look, you gotta figure out the Vaughn contract. That's number one. Gotta figure that out. Do it sooner than later. Even if you want to designate it for a post June 1 thing, fine. Figure it out.
1: I listen. I just guess I gotta. Um, my point there is different. I think that they, if they want any chance that the NFL does something, they have to just wait and, and kind of play it out and do You with can that restructure
0: money. him. you can restructure his deal and still save $10 million. I mean, but what good does that do long term? You're just pushing money down.
1: I, I, okay. I, you, you're saying he's you, the top priority for you to address. I think the only way that they can address it quickly is if they. Try to cut bait. I think their their play here is kind of waiting and seeing,
0: I which got sucks because
1: I got he's, he's a huge fish. And then digs number two. Like, there's nothing you can really do with Diggs right now.
0: Could you restructure him? And I'm asking this because I I don't know the honest answer, and I know you you're more of the cap guy than I am. But can you restructure him and then cut him? If if us say, hey, we're going to restructure you now, going into free agency.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely, you definitely could, and that's what I was talking about. The idea floated out that you would redo it, okay. and, and I mean, you have to incentivize him to do this, but you would, in theory, be giving him new money right now to add on basically what are a bunch of void years, just to spread out some of the hit. Then you post June one of them, and it kind of like, kind of circumvent the cap, I guess a little bit, mm-hmm. but um you would be. It, it would feel gross in a lot of ways that you have to give this guy new money and a signing bonus right now to, like, get him to do this for you. Right. right. And then, I mean, the, the cap is just – the cap is accounting. So, like, like the way it sorts out would be helpful. But you would – like, isn't it, it just feels weird. Like, to make this problem guy go away, you need to pay him. Like, that's just weird.
0: No, I, I get that. I get that. I mean, um,
1: Or you could hold on to him and say, let's give him more time to rehab – you know, this guy was, you know, one of the best of all time before that. We think he can still get back. I mean, I don't know.
0: I, I, I mean, maybe he can. I mean, he started showing flashes last night, took him all season. But, um, no, I, I, I think if you can find a way to do something with him, I don't care if he's on the roster next year. I don't care if he's not on the roster. I just want some money back to go out and sign guys that I'm going to need for this football team, mm-hmm. and you're already 43 million dollars over the cap. The only team worse than you is the Saints and and the Dolphins are pretty bad right there too. And the Dolphins don't even have a franchise quarterback yet. Oh my gosh, stop it! They, I'm well, I'm saying what I mean by that they haven't paid the, paid a franchise quarterback. Okay, okay. Let me let me say that. You know okay. this is where they are because they paid the franchise quarterback. They paid Josh yeah. Allen.
1: All right, listen. We'll give another plug to an upcoming episode. We're going to have on some salary cap implications. I will mention, t- you know, restructuring Josh Allen's deal, paying him a bonus as opposed to th- this year's money. That solves like half their problem. So I know it's it's over forty million. Over that number is less scary once you do Allen, which is fairly mm-hmm. easy.
0: Which you're going to have to probably do every year you're able to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you're just pushing this off forever, and then it's going to be a real uh, rebuilding. It's you know it's going to be like a like a Packers right, like recently. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up taking it all at once, going through a, a tough year, and then maybe Jordan Love is uh, actually good. Who knows?
0: Um, yeah, I think that'll be a good episode coming up. I I always like when we do Sailor cap stuff because you know get to dive into the GM stuff. Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let, 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 let me ask you this on the season, right? Okay. Hold on. Is there anything else you want to talk
1: about, Chiefs game, before we we start going out a little bit wider? Sure. Speaking of wider, why did Tyler Bass miss a wide right? Why oh, couldn't it, could
0: it have been wide left?
1: Why couldn't it, you know? It's a great
0: question. And, and 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 I think Tyler Bass needs to be talked about a little bit. The dude was lights out early in the year. What happened with him? Uh
1: that is a good question. What did he miss? How many kicks did he miss in the I mean he playoffs? missed three field goals.
0: He missed three field goals. One was blocked. He missed one bad against Pittsburgh. And then he missed the one last night.
1: That's I got nothing for you.
0: I don't know what I I don't know what happened to Tyler Bass.
1: Uh yeah, I I mean that's why someone's coming into camp next year to push him.
0: The thicker kicker. Um uh, oh, and and one more thing I guess from the game or from the yeah. season in general Nick, if I can um I I didn't ask you what your thoughts were on what Buffalo's doing with Sean McDermott and with um Brandon yeah, Bean. Yeah, I I agree the uh,
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think I think uh, coaches are safe. McDermott's safe. Bean is is you know, ice-cold seat over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, McDermott, I, even if the people outside the organization, like it, the, the, there's a certain segment of fans who don't like him. There's another segment who thinks he's fine enough, but he's not going to get him over the hump, and they need to make a change. I don't feel like any of that is internal. I think Terry Pagula knows what he has. He's seen with the Sabres how hard it is to get right. If he's got it close to close he's gonna stay with that until something really bad happens so i don't think sean is is behind closed doors mf and a bunch of people like that's not really Sean's not gonna get himself fired um you know for for you know having personal issues okay he might get himself fired by making references to the taliban (laughs) or al-qaeda or you know whatever other group out there um but, you know, he's not, like, causing problems behind the scenes where he's going to, like, get someone mad at him to get fired. You know what I mean?
0: And and I think the hug that he got from Stephon Diggs, I think it was after the Chiefs game, right? I don't know if you saw that on TV. Yeah, that but rings the, a bell. The hug that he got from Diggs speaks volumes of what Diggs thinks of him, even in light of everything that happened in the offseason. To me that put to bed any issues that we could sit down and say Diggs had a problem with him as a head coach. Because that wasn't just a, hey, man, congratulations, like, big win, let me give you a hug. Like, that was a, man, I love you. Like, yeah, I was like, a, I got you. I got you. Like, let me, you and I are going to hug this out. Like, we got it. We're good. You know, um, and I think all the BS people trying to say there's issues with Diggs and Allen, there's not. Um, no, somebody
1: asked Josh on that
0: today. He was like, nah, that's my brother. Like we're, uh, we're,
1: we're we're solid.
0: Well, and I I I think Diggs is a receiver. He's a prima donna wide receiver. And he's always gonna say, hey, it's not my fault. And that's just how Diggs is. And Josh does a really good job of of, of staying calm, cool, and collected. I, I I think at the end of the day, if you can go and get someone who can take a lot of that pressure off of Diggs, which Davis was doing early on in his career, did not do this year. I think you get that Stefan Diggs that we had the last three seasons, four seasons. We didn't get that Diggs this year because there was no true number two receiver for Buffalo. And as well as they used Dalton Kincaid at times, Dalton Kincaid never really became that true number two receiver, like, like what we thought maybe he might be. Although the emergence of Shale- Khalil Shakir is really going to interest me going into next year. I think Buffalo really found their new Cole Beasley in this offense. Mm. And if that's if there's any bright spot from the season, it is the emergence of, of Khalil Shakir, and honestly, the the highlight real touchdowns that he had down yeah. the stretch. All
1: right, in uh, thirty seconds, tell me your thoughts on the fumble out of the end zone rule. Should it change?
0: Yes. To what? Uh, it should be still be team's ball wherever the fumble occurred. There's no reason why that should be a touchback.
1: Uh yeah I think I think the penalty is way too harsh. Uh one of the proposals that I like is you make it uh, like an offensive touchback like the offense gets the ball back
0: on the 20. I think that's interesting. Mm.
1: Um I did well, What do make... you do if you
0: get the ball on the 1 and you fumble in the end zone and then you're going back to the 20? What is it then first and 20? Or is it first, first and th- 10 from there? First
1: first and goal from the 20. Okay. Or w- whatever it's whatever and goal from the 20. Okay. If it was fourth down or third down and you fumble, you know, now it's fourth down. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's something where it's like it punishes the offense for fumbling it into the end zone, but it's not like it doesn't kill you. Like the penalty is just so steep. I did see one tweet that explained it fairly well is that like, you know, it's kind of like a battlefield, which is the middle. And like your fortress is your end zone. You have to defend your end zone. So if, if a ball gets fumbled and it rolls into your fortress, like that's your ball. Like that is your space to defend. And that makes sense to me. It just, it's so like guys are diving,
0: trying to reach the end zone, sticking the ball out. That That's just, it's just too harsh. To tell me. Well, I mean, yeah, you're sticking the ball out and, and you know, if you drop the ball, reaching the ball over the pylon, you're going to call a fumble. It went out of bounds and it's a touchback. Like that's bullshit. That's got to be yeah. fixed. I think that's going to be fixed. I think that's something that gets examined in the off season. Uh, one other thing too, Nick, I want to bring up. Can I just say, I am so tired of these coaches who are in playoffs positions, who are in playoff games, being interviewed for head coaching jobs. Yeah, so there, rules, Yes. That's there a great needs point. To be a, you cannot interview a coach with the team that is currently in the playoffs.
1: Uh, That's a great rule. If you haven't seen it, it's because Bill's interim offensive coordinator, Joe Brady was interviewed for the Falcons head coaching job the day before the game.
0: Mm-hmm
1: that rules terrible they need to no i mean if you want it to be fair for like assistants on the super bowl teams you can make it i mean i i would say no interviews until your team is eliminated
0: uh, that's how it should be that's exactly how it should be it's distractions to the team and, and you could say all you want but distractions to the team distractions to the coordinators all of that stuff i i do think you do need to put some rule in place where you are not able to talk to coaches on teams until after the season
1: Yeah, that's it's just it's just gross a little bit. Like you, you know, the guys, everyone wants to be head coach, right? You know, it's a bad luck to turn down the interview, but like what, like what you're you're pitting guys against their current team who are trying to go win a championship. That's not cool,
0: right? Can I ask you one more thing about Joe Brady? I don't mind. If Joe Brady stays, do we see a different offense than what we had this year? Because Joe Brady never really had a lot of time to put in the Joe Brady offense. It was always the, you know, Joe Brady sprinkle on top of the scoop of Ken Dorsey offense.
1: Yeah, exactly. Anytime there's there's an in-season move, like you're getting new person controlling someone else's offense. Um, that was true when the Bills fired Greg Roman after two games a couple years ago. I mean, that was that was Anthony Lynn directing the Greg Roman offense. So you don't get a true sense of that. Uh, Joe Brady, I would like to think has some creative ideas in the passing game that can open up Josh Allen and take him to the next level as a passer. I would like to think, uh, Joe Brady is smart enough to go back and look at some of the shortcomings of the Dorsey offense, some of the shortcomings of the Dable offense, and like even like you can't, you like the NFL keeps evolving constantly, you can't Mm -hmm. just. Like, like, if there was a way to magically take the 2020 Brian Dable offense and bring it all back, like it wouldn't work anymore because defenses have come up with with new answers. Like, you need to keep evolving that as you go. And for an offense that was widely criticized for getting a little stale, I would have to think there are new concepts, new ways to use people that are going to solve a lot of the answers. And if if there's any chance wasn't hurt then like what how can you possibly explain that other than lack of scheme
0: mm-hmm. I mean that's the only thing I can think of right yeah. like
1: yeah I mean and I would like to think uh this the ceiling is the roof uh for Dalton Kincaid all right like mm-hmm. that 11 and a half personnel I know Knox got hurt for a while like can you you have all off season to keep exploring the Dalton Kincaid uh experience
0: Something's got to come of that. Um, I expect a big year from. I mean, like he had a good year this year for a rookie. Um, to say, say the least, this is a general manager that hit on two really good rookies. You had one that played a hundred percent of the snaps this season on the offensive side of the ball in um, in 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 uh, Torrance, and then you had um, Dolphin Kate who had a good year. Um, Missed, missed a game or two, still had a, had a very good year. Very happy with what we saw from him. Not a lot of bad drops. Um, no, it looks as advertised. Lo- you know, looks as good as advertised. That catch last week, I mean, the throw was great last week against Pittsburgh, but that catch that he had streaming down the middle uh, into the end zone, beautiful catch, um, you know, great hands. I- I'm excited to see what they can do with Kincaid. Yeah. Um, but I I want to see more of that Joe Brady offense from LSU. That offense now look look at the talent they had. I get it. Buffalo's receivers now aren't as talented as that group of college kids were. But man, that offense! I don't know if you remember it, Nick. I know you're not a big college football guy living down here yeah, in Georgia. It, in was, it was electric. It was it was, electric. it was fun to watch. It was it was. I I don't want to say it was equivalent to what we see, and 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 it t- fun at times is what we see the Miami offense as, but man, it was fun to watch. Like you wanted to just see what this offense was going to do week in, week out, because they were just so dominant. Yeah. And they
1: were, they were breaking the defensive schemes. Like I know Joe Burrow obviously had the processing ability to sort through it and find it, but they, there's a difference when you fit it into a tight window, you know, and you you pick up nine yards and they're just constantly losing people in coverage. It's because You've identified the rules of their defense and how to break them, and you know who can't stay with your guys, and you can pass that knowledge onto your players, and they know how to execute. Mm-hmm. So, if that can be done at this level with all of the current iterations of defense, like let's
0: let's go do it. Exactly, exactly. Um, go go get him some help. Go get him a true number two. Mm-hmm. Throw Shakir in there. Throw Kincaid in there, and yeah, Diggs. I I texted you this the other day. You get Buffalo a real true number two receiver. Holy cow! Watch out. This team, this offense is if to to
1: scary. Anyway, the Bills can get T. Higgins in here. All for
0: it. Look, I'll take T. Higgins. I'll take Kelvin Ridley if he's if he ends up hitting free agency. I'll take Michael Pittman Jr. Even in, he, I don't think the Colts, I think the Colts like him. He's he, I, he's good. I he, like exa- him. It, So it's T. Higgins. I don't have the money to keep T. Higgins. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, oh, if Mike Evans is out there, I don't know if he's going to break the bank. He's but going to be expensive. Find a way to bring. I. I don't know. I. I talk about a guy with that catch the fucking ball. That's your guy right there.
1: Yeah. Even even That's with Baker, I mean, and just another thousand yard season.
0: Okay. Exactly. Just no no big deal. Upgrade uh, the number two. Uh, one, one more thing, Nick. I know we're going to do a whole episode on this, but Tyler Boyd's also a free agent. Is he a guy uh, that may, maybe can take that step into a wide receiver two role?
1: That's interesting. I can see the hey, I helped you end the drought. Come sign me, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, really, it's just nothing against Tyler Boyd. When no, you're he about didn't like, jump off. The page no, of no but when you're, yeah, we're like, hey, man, we could get maybe we get T Higgins, and he's like, ooh, we got Tyler Boyd. Like that's that that's exactly right. how Tyler Boyd's career has gone. So it's just funny that it came up right after that.
0: Ty- Tyler Boyd's kind of like the wish.com version of a uh of a T. Higgins, right? Like you're expecting a T. Higgins and you get a Tyler Boyd. Are you mad? No, but would you have liked? Better? Yeah. You know, um I'm also gonna go on and out on a limb here before we move on to anything else for the season. Uh I think Travis Kelsey retires at the end of this year.
1: Wow. If I, uh, if they win the Super Bowl, I think on field proposal.
0: Could you imagine? That's the last thing the NFL needs.
1: Please no. Oh my god, the NFL wants that so bad. Are you kidding? Dude, me?
0: the NFL wants Taylor Swift there so bad because she turned them down for the halftime show. And yeah. they get her there one way or the other. They're gonna be like, "Oh my god, we got her there." Um, All right. Listen, I I I heard a thing that that Travis Kelsey. Sorry, so Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey want to go in the Hall of Fame together. And Jason Kelsey announced his retirement last week after the Philadelphia lost Tampa. I think Travis Kelsey is going to retire. Hmm and he's also going to be 35 years old next year. So
1: still at the you know very elite level still. So correct. Not not his peak but pretty darn good. Charlie, I got one last thing for you on this game. We talked about the Tyler Bass miss. I just want 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 to hear how you feel about this. Let's say Tyler Bass doesn't miss wide right. Let's say it goes in. Tie game, Chiefs have the ball with a minute left and timeouts. Would it have hurt more if Mahomes then drives down the field and wins the game, like like.
0: No. Do
1: you would have rather Mahomes drive down the Bills throat?
0: Can I say this? I don't think that he would have.
1: I mean, I weirdly agree with that. Like, I just it didn't like. I I, somehow.
0: I, I, I say that off of what we saw from Buffalo in. The, you know, in that fourth quarter, they made the adjustments in the fourth quarter. They did what they had to do. uh They were playing better football in the fourth quarter on the defensive side of the ball. And I think at that point, McDermott pulling out all the tricks and stops he was keeping in his pocket, maybe all game, and saying, "Look, this is what I have. This this is my names on the line here. This is where they're dogging me. All all you know, my whole career has been you can't get past Kansas City." And Oliver would have done something, right? Maybe something happens, right? You don't know that it's it's going to happen. Like I know they did it all game and and all that, but I had I had faith in the defense had they gotten the ball back. And however, you asked me if Kansas City would have drove down the field would have hurt worse. I say no, because had they done it, I could sit here and say. You're playing with two guys at safety who are probably retiring at the end of this year. Um, you're playing with a guy that you signed off the street at linebacker. You have the other, your other linebacker. Your other linebacker is banged up. Banged up going into the game. Got banged up in the game. Your cornerback was banged up. Looked like he couldn't even run full speed on the one side. In in Razul Douglas, um, you know. And then on top of that, you had. Uh, you know, a front four that just wasn't creating pressure all game. So would I have been surprised? No. Would I have been hurt? It still would have sucked, but I wouldn't feel like my heart was ripped out of my chest. Just, just, and, and maybe even if Bass missed that wide left, I don't feel <laughs> broken. It's just that it had to go wide, right. And after wide, right. Things just were never the same in Buffalo. and. I don't want to go live down that road again. I don't. It's a dark place for 17 years, 18 years. Yeah. Don't want to go down that road again. Mm -hmm.
1: All right, Charlie, so we're going to flip ahead here, and I want to lead into it this way. I want to go through the teams under under the the Sean McDermott, Josh Allen era. These are the teams that the Bills have beaten in the playoffs versus the teams the Bills have lost to in the playoffs. Are you ready for this?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know where this is going, but go ahead.
1: All right, losses quickly. Houston, we know that one. AFC Championship against the Chiefs. Divisional against the Chiefs. Divisional against the Bengals. Divisional against the Chiefs. Those are that those are good teams, okay? Houston 2019 was like pre-Josh Allen coming out party. The other teams, those are all solid. Like the, those are respectable losses, right? Yeah. Okay. This is who the Bills have beaten in the playoffs in this era. 2020. They're playing Matt Ryan's Colts. They beat they beat the Ravens with Lamar Jackson in a game. He got a concussion in Phillip Tyler Hunt. What's that? It was the Philip Rivers Colts? Oh my gosh! I wrote down the wrong thing on my notes. Thank you for you saying know.
0: that. I remember he threw up a duck of a hail mary. With the game, yes,
1: toward the game, yes. Oh my gosh, they they had given up so many home marries that year, and it almost happened again. That was
0: the throw that was the throw that I knew after that ball was in the air. I looked at my wife, I'm like, he's retiring. (laughs) That ball just died. And Phillip Rivers, three years ago, probably got that ball there, but not that year.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, Lamar gets injured. Tyler Huntley finished the game for the Ravens, and I think they. The Bills win the game even if Lamar stays in because it was 17 3. Lamar threw the pick six, but Tyler Huntley finished the game. They beat New England in the perfect game against Mac Jones. They beat Skyler Thompson's Miami Dolphins and they beat Mason Rudolph's Steelers. That's like a not a good list at all. Like, that's those are teams that you sh- should never, ever lose to. It is a little funny just to think that they've beaten maybe one good team in the playoffs, and that was Lamar Jackson's 2020 Ravens in a game Lamar didn't finish.
0: So I don't know. I mean, they also had a big 101 yard pick six in that game too, right? Um, so, so I so I want to talk about that real quick, right? So Houston, Buffalo's up in that game against Houston. Should have won that game. That game came came down to the wire. I think that game went to overtime. They lost oh, yeah. in overtime. Yeah, right? lost in overtime. Buffalo should have won that game. Uh, Chiefs, the first time around, should have won that game, right? Did they get blown out that game? I can't remember what the score was the first time around. Bills, Chiefs. Uh, the, fr-
1: yeah, the AFC Championship game that was that was a little bit more of a lopsided game. The Chiefs kind of okay. had the lead most of the game.
0: Okay, so a l- little bit more of a okay runaway for, for the Chiefs. The second time around with the Chiefs. 13 right, hold on,
1: that AFC Championship game. You didn't feel like, oh my gosh, the Bills missed it. You felt like, okay, the Chiefs are a little bit ahead in their build right yeah. now, but like the Bills yeah. are up and coming. Like that was not like a, oh my gosh, we feel so bad. This is like a yo, the Bills
0: are here. Right. Like, we, like you felt good about that. Still, well, even to that Houston game, right? You go, to, you go back to that Houston game. I wasn't mad that they lost. I was mad that they were in that game and lost.
1: Yeah, because like I did not expect
0: lost. them to even win that football game or even be able to compete in that football game. And to be look, the drought was broken two years before that against the Jaguars. Ended up going to the AFC Championship game. Buffalo lost that game, what ten to six against Jacksonville, with a chance to win the game at the end with Nate Peterman going in for an injured Tyrod Taylor. Holy cow! But you had you you had a chance against Houston to win. That one sucked because you were in a game that you weren't supposed to be in. The Chiefs. It was hey, we took a big step. You're almost there. What do we have to do right? Chief second time around, you had the game won three times, and the defense could hold up, right? Um, and then last year against the Bengals, man, I, I I really wonder how much watching your teammate literally die on the football field changed their focus for the rest of the season. They were out of gas, honestly. And, they I mean, Skyler drained. Thompson's Dolphins almost
1: came back on them. Right. They, like, they had nothing left.
0: And can I say this about last night? I, I Again, sorry, sorry. I hate to go back. I'm looking at my notes, and I noticed I missed one thing for last night. You mentioned Buffalo getting the ball back against the Chiefs. Again, in the game, they're winning the game, could win the game, kick a field goal, Chiefs are driving down the field. I was excited to see what Sean McDermott defense we would get against the Chiefs in that situation versus what we got with Leslie Frazier's defense in that game, hmm. the 13-second game. Because what we're all forgetting about that 13-second game, Nick, is the following year when they went back to Kansas City, 12 seconds left in the first half, Kansas City's got the ball at the 30. 12 seconds left, still gets a field goal out of it. But nobody remembers that. And that was still a Leslie Frazier defense. That's I re- I remember that. So I want to see what a Sean McDermott defense would have looked like in that situation. That's and I could have point. sat there and said, "Look, boom! There's what I've been trying to say, and we've been trying to say for years that that was a Leslie Frazier defense, and stop, stop giving my my my, my head coach shit."
1: All right, we're looking ahead, Charlie. This to me feels like the end of this iteration of the Bills in their Super Bowl window. Okay. If you think about Tom Brady's career, the Patriots had like how many different versions of this dynasty? Mm-hmm. The Bills, you know, I'm not going to call it a dynasty, but this, this this era of the Bills, we are entering a, the next iteration, I feel like this year. It feels like higher employed, high, I'm sorry, <laughs> Hyde Employer, I think they're probably both retiring. They had a joint press conference after the game. They didn't want to talk about their futures. Um, they, they they gave a nice a nice little pat on the back to each other. I had tweeted it's you know it feels like it feels like a changing of the guard kind of moment here. Uh Rachel Bush gave it a like. I don't know. I don't think that means like she's hinting that they're leaving. I mean, they, she she tweeted enough about packing up their house last year and then he came back. So I'm not reading mm-hmm. into any of that. There's a lot of changes coming. We talked about the salary cap. They got to get under. They they're gonna have to put some familiar faces away. I will tell you right now. Like guys like Trey White could be on the bubble. Like there's gonna mm-hmm. be besides just salary cap, besides just guys who are over the hill. There's gonna be people you want to keep on this team that are gonna have to be gone just because of the cap. And the Bills are gonna have to have to draft well this year. They're gonna have to find some diamonds in the rough they're going to need guys who have been in the system to really step up. They're going to need um they're going to have to get creative in free agency. Like the, like there's no other way to say it. They're going to be thinner at spots than we want them to be. Like this is kind of where they are. They they went all in for this season and there was there was too many injuries and that's kind of how I feel like I didn't feel like this Bills team was like destined to win the Super Bowl. It's like wow, they lost that many guys, huh? Like, hmm, that's going to be pretty tough. So I don't, like, that's kind of where I, I mean, there's big changes that are coming, Charlie. I don't, like, I guess, you know, are you excited for Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard and, and you know, these young guys? Or does that mean maybe one of them gets traded? I mean, I, I really don't know what to think.
0: You know, you, you mentioned Javius White. Like, he's a perfect cut candidate for many reasons. You know, obviously, Cap being a big one you cut him, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're freeing up about, uh, what are you free up with? Do you, you save yourself about $6 million getting rid of Trey White? Um, however,
1: does, does, does Sean McDermott want to do that? I mean,
0: well, 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 here's the point, right? You can also cut Razul Douglas at $9 million at no dead cap. You can't cut both. Because I mean, I think,
1: uh, yeah. I think you're, you're honestly, trying to ex- like you know extend Russell Douglas.
0: You're doing one or the other. You either got to res- extend Douglas, who's you know 30 years old, or you're 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 doing something with Tredavious White. The problem, and and I, I again, he makes a lot of sense. My problem with with doing anything with Tredavious White is, or, or even Douglas, you do anything with both of them, you yeah, that's another spot available. And it scares the crap out of me that the first round they go after a DB instead of going after wide receiver.
1: I mean, you could tell me that they say, you know what, Kyrie Elam's going to have to figure it the heck out, and we're just throwing him out there because that's who we got and that's who's paid. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you th- there's a I'm not saying I like this, but there's a world where Kyrie Elam and Razul Douglas are your two starting corners next year, uh, for better or for worse.
0: I mean, look. Uh, I thought Elam played okay against um, Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh, um,
1: however, yeah, he he was he had a rough I, I, rough couple of plays. Then the interception like turned it around for him, and then he played better after that.
0: But he's too inconsistent. You're either keeping White or you're keeping Douglas. You can't keep both. That's the decision. I I hope. You know, when White got back into form, we saw it earlier this year, because I think he was finally back to 100% Jadavious White. Dude was scary. Dude was good. But is he beat up now? I mean,
1: you know, two big injuries in a row. It's
0: Two big season-ending injuries. That's just not something you just come back from. Let me ask you this. Could Jadavious White just retire? Uh, sure. I, anyone could just, I don't think he'd... Well, I, you know. I, I, I asked that. I know he's only 29. I asked that, Nick, because of how open he was about the problems that he had in the past with um, with the previous injury. And I wonder if those problems, you know, if they get to his head, what do you do? That's fair. You know, if he says, look, I, I don't want to do this again. I'm just going to retire and find something else, right? Um, I think Deontay Hardy's gone, right? Cutting him frees up about $4 million for you. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm with you. Like, this iteration of this Bills team is not going to be the same on the defense side of the ball. I don't see any changes on the outside of the ball outside of Gabe Davis and your punt return of leading.
1: But, okay, but how do you, how do you not – make changes on offense, but after seeing, like, how this played out. Like,
0: WR2 has to be, like, a fairly high need for me. I, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to get a wide receiver, too. But, I mean, you're not losing anyone, I'm saying, on that offense side of the ball outside of Gabe Davis, maybe Hardy, maybe even Naheem Hines. Not Naheem Hines, who didn't even play this year. Cut Hines gives you $5 million dollars saved. And you're on the hook for $500,000 dead cap. I see ya. Deuces out.
1: I mean how how do you how would you rank the Bills needs heading into the offseason?
0: Wide receiver two. Uh cornerback if you get rid of White and you know White or um uh Douglas or or Douglas. Um you know and, and safeties. I mean I would put safety right up there with wide receiver two. Yeah, safety. You're going to need safeties. And I don't know what safeties are going to be out there for you to say, hey, I can bring you in. You can't move. I originally thought, hey, maybe you can move um, um, Elam back to safety, but I don't think he has that type of game to do that. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what they do. I mean, it's not a great list of free agent safeties this year. I mean, you have maybe the spot. Ron- by- it could be. I mean, you got Jaron Curse out there. Who, by the way, went to my high school. I Wouldn't hate if he used to play quarterback. Wouldn't hate if <laughs> Buffalo signed him. Um, Jaron Curse from Fort Myers, Florida. Wouldn't hate if they brought in Jaron Curse. Um, you know, he's he's not going to be cheap, but he's thirty years old. Still has some game left. We'll see.
1: All right, I mean special teams got to be on the list, you know, somewhere and then defensive tackle. Like there's just so many free agents. Like they, they need some bodies there. So it's it's going to be they They're going to need, they're
0: gonna need I, I think they bring back Daquan Jones. I think Daquan Jones comes back. I think you can make a case for bringing Tim Settle back. You know, you can bring him back cheap, give you some depth. Mm-hmm. Um and I think maybe you take a guy in the third round, second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean I think I think
1: Leonard Floyd is going to price some stuff out. Like they need to find mm-hmm. people like Leonard equipment. Like, I'd rather – he,
0: hear me out. I'd rather have Epines, Ep, Epinesa over Floyd.
1: Things I didn't have on my the end of
0: the year. AJ price. I think Epinesa had a really good year and flew under the radar last year as well and is finally coming around that maybe you can get him cheap before he really hits. Similar to what you got, got with Ed, right? You got it on this contract, and all of a sudden this contract that you got with Ed seems like a steal at mm. Oliver. And if you can get a similar contract like that for Epinessa going into next mm-hmm. year, who I think has finally found his stride in this league, I think between him and Rousseau on the outside, Ed Oliver in the middle, Daquan Jones and whoever else you bring in at the defensive tackle position, you keep this this defensive line together for a full another season. I think they're gonna be pretty good.
1: All right. Uh Charlie. And I think Dequan Jones cheap. Okay. Charlie, are you are you ready for uh the way too early prediction section or do you, do you want to talk any more about, about the bills uh, look ahead in the bills future? Um,
0: No, but Hey, this is where, this is where you make your money, Brandon Bean. This is why you are who you are. Brandon Bean go out and, uh, and do your thing, my dude. That's all I gotta say.
1: Yeah. Uh, and hey, quickly a shout out to the Bills offensive line. Like this was much improved from last year. Dawkins was, you know, I think one of the better years of his career. He was mostly very solid. I think he's still not. He's not a top five left tackle, but he's in the upper half at his position. I think he might even be due for a raise. I think. Uh Spencer Brown. This was so much talk in the offseason. Can he actually do it? We didn't hear a peep about Spencer Brown this year. Osiris Torrance, excellent. Mitch Moore still has good play left in him. Um left guard, Connor McGovern. Um apparently, I mean, like like do you have any complaints on the O line?
0: No, O line played great. No sacks yeah. came up last night either.
1: No, and I'm a lot able of that to is,
0: is finally able to do running game.
1: A lot of that is Josh just being so evasive in the pocket. But yeah, mm-hmm. they, they they ran well. It helps when everyone stays healthy. Like that's gr- great. But there's uh just quickly wanna give a shout out to the O line before we hopped off. Charlie, too early prediction. Your first of all star, your Super Bowl matchup, who beat two?
0: I think it's Baltimore and San Francisco, and I think uh Purdy silences the haters. Wow San Francisco I had, over wow. the Ravens.
1: Uh, although I'd love to see Detroit. I had the same team as you, but flipped. I got Baltimore over San Francisco.
0: I, I would love to see Detroit, but I don't think Detroit beats Baltimore. And I don't yeah. want to see – I selfishly, I want to see Lamar win next week and go to the Super Bowl, and that's fine. And I know that there's talk of, hey, look, Lamar made one, Burrow made one, Mahomes has made multiple, and Allen hasn't done shit. But don't want to see Lamar win Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just love to see Mr. Relevant Brock Purdy just shut everybody up and say, "Look what I could do." And you know what? I really like Chris McCaffrey as both a human being and a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, would love to see McCaffrey get a ring.
1: They're gonna have to figure it out if Debo can't go because they look totally different without. Him.
0: They did, they did, but Debo might. be You got three weeks till the Super Bowl. I think they I mean, beat. I think they beat Detroit with or without Debo. You
1: know, Charlie, uh, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield both advanced to the same round of playoffs. Your thoughts.
0: Uh things I didn't have a play bagel card this year was <laughs> Baker Mayfield becoming a uh a bridge quarterback, I guess. Um but yeah, good for Baker. But he he was fun to watch this year. Hats off to Baker.
1: Yeah. All right, Charlie, the way too early projection. How do the Bills finish next year and where's where does their playoff run go? If they make I, the playoffs.
0: Don't even start that. They're making the playoffs. I think they're winning the Super Bowl next year. I think next year's the year. <laughs> there it is. I there it is. Like, like, I'm going to give you – I'll even give you my NFC team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's going to be Buffalo and the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. All
1: right, Charlie, I do have to circle back to one point we talked about, uh, which is the head coach. Is there, is there a, a finish next season that would put Sean McDermott uh, squarely on the hot seat for you? If they don't make the playoffs. So if they squeak, if you're sitting at six even...
0: and six next year like you were this year, yeah, and it goes the opposite way and you don't make the playoffs, then I think at that point you say, "Look, he's lost the locker room. It's time to move on." Hmm. Um. How and I I don't know if they could pull it off. I don't know if he'd be willing to take it. I feel like he is. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, he is going to be a Bill Belichick guy wherever Belichick ends up. But holy cow, I would not hate to see Rabel as your defensive coordinator for a season with Sean McDermott. The energy that those two guys would have on the sideline I think would be absolutely incredible.
1: Yeah, you know, every time I hear those two together, I think that there was McDermott was like on, on some kind of podcast and he he said, you know, I'm a wrestling guy. You know, I think I can kick every other head coach's butt, you know, in the whole league. And then, and then the hosts went back and they, they said they picked who they thought McDermott could take. And there was the only two that they, they didn't think he could take were Vrabel and Dan Campbell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to see Rabel end up as defense coordinator for a year. Um, you know, and just, just how I, I think, I think he'd be huge. I think he'd be a big voice to have as well. Um, but I'm really excited to see what they decide. I don't say excited because I hate that they're in this position again. But I am uh, interested to see what they do with the offensive coordinator position. Okay. What? All right. where, where do you think they end up real quick? Offensive coordinator, what do they do? I have no
1: reason to believe that the Bills are not going to try to basically run everything back as much as they can. So I'm. I think – not saying I would do this, but I think they're gonna end up with Joe Brady.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so my prediction for next year is slightly dependent on how they handle this off season because I could see a way where they say, you know what, like we had, you know, there's a bunch of contracts that are just kind of expiring in 2024. Why not just push all that up and and just do it a year early and kind of like resets a lot of things this year? and you would almost take a step back this year, kind of eat some of those salaries, get the draft picks in there, and let them, let them out there and try to retool it for the next version. So even doing that, given who they are are definitely bringing back, I'm still seeing wild card, which is, on one hand, still crazy. like to think how tight the race was this year. We're going into the last week, the Bills were either – number two or out like in some scenarios yeah um so i don't i mean they gotta get under the cap they gotta do some work there and it's, they,
0: it's easier to do than what it looks
1: yeah can they stay healthy can they i mean if the bills if, if they have matt milano the whole season like i don't know i you know what sucks i've been thinking about this a lot the Bills have been the number two seed is at least twice now since they changed the seeding rules to not give number two a buy. The yes. buy a first round buy is huge. It's a huge uh-huh. advantage. Bills have gotten screwed out of that. Um I don't you gotta get to at least the AFC championship game next year, I think. And you know, unless you reset it and say, you know, you know, unofficially say we're gonna take a little bit of a step back if they if they're gearing up for another run like AFC championship is is what they're going for. If they fall short of that, like like I think the coaches right now are safe, but like how many years in a row can you do this before it's like we need something else cuz we're not breaking through.
0: I'll say this as a big Sean McDermott supporter, it is getting awfully close to the Andy Reid Eagles situation. Yes. So they went how many years in the playoffs? How many years of the NFC Championship game that seemed like they were right there every year and just it over the hump, finally get to the Super Bowl and lose the way that they did. Yeah, right. Um, Also, we'll say this: I think Jim Kelly was 30 years old before he made his first play, made his first Super Bowl. Josh Allen is only going to be 28 going next year, so we might have suffered for two more two more years. That's fair. He's going to get there. Everyone relax. Josh Allen will get to the Super Bowl. I know it's going to happen, and I, I hope it's in Buffalo. Um. I have one more thing for you, Nick.
1: Yeah, I the got one more wo- one for you, too. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. You want to end it with that one. Uh, my point for you is going to be, does Leslie Frazier get a head coaching job?
0: No. There's too many good candidates out there. I think he ended up as a defense coordinator somewhere.
1: Hmm. That's it. I think, think maybe yeah, him I think he, I think he would be a good coach. I kind of agree with you that like everyone wants like the young, hip guys. I think he, Leslie Frazier
0: would do a nice job. I, I like Leslie Frazier. I just don't see how... Um, he can be a, you know, out, out of the guys that are there, right. He's sixty four years old. There's not a lot of, you know, there's a lot of young talent that's sitting there. He'd be a good asset for a young head coach to be, to to be his defensive coordinator or something.
1: I don't think he wants that.
0: I think that's the only option. I don't see how he gets a head coach unless he goes to the UFL or AFL, whatever the hell they're calling it now. The XFL and the one thing I where f- – I don't see how
1: that helps. I, that's I mean, all. That's I think all right. he would do a nice job. is what I'm saying.
0: I think so. I, I mean, unless he's the last, maybe Washington takes him. But I feel like Washington, with this new owner, they're going to be aggressive. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really. The Chargers interviewed him, but I haven't heard anything about how it went or what the plan is. It doesn't seem like they brought him back. So, um, okay, one more thing for you, and then we'll wrap up here. Nick, the Royal Rumble is Saturday night. Nick, I need your prediction. Who is winning the 2024 Royal Royal Rumble and punching their ticket, Nick, to Philadelphia and going to WrestleMania in April? Uh, I vote for The Rock. (laughs) It's funny enough you say that. He may be coming back. He may be entering the Rumble. There's rumors going around it might be The Rock. Might be The Rock versus Roman Reigns, head of the table at WrestleMania. We'll see. Exciting. I'm going with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is wow. going to go finish the as, story. as someone
1: who knows nothing about wrestling, if I just pulled out The Rock and he's actually like coming back for this and had a chance, I am going to just, just show you, up the hell out of it.
0: Hey, man, I was impressed that you said The Rock. I thought you were going to say like Hulk Hogan or something, <laughs> and I was going to laugh you off. But The Rock, I thought, oh, maybe Nick has been seeing some stuff on Twitter that I'm sharing. But, you know, it's all good. All good. Uh, Nick, you want to give the sponsors one more shout out before we sign off tonight?
1: Hey guys, it's Ethos Performance Rehab. Okay, we are getting into the winter months here. You know, you know what sucks up here in the North, Charlie, where you you Atlantans don't have to deal with this is is shoveling feet of snow. It hasn't stopped snowing here in like two weeks. Uh, lower lower back pain and shoveling like go go together like French fries and ketchup. Okay, they they are. I was trying to think of what the guy said in Big Daddy, and he's like, "Ketchup." Yeah, exactly. Goes together. What did he say in Big Daddy? It's like, like lamb and I. I'm I'm embarrassing myself here. Uh, Listen, shoveling back pain. Uh, They they did. You know, I think about Ethos Performance Rehab. They're gonna like help me add two miles an hour on my fastball this year. They can do that, and they're posting like this is this is the proper shoveling technique. You need to get this leg here and have this one doing the, the lifting. And I thought about that when I was out there this week. I'm like, you know what? That was a good point. I do. I'm, I'm a big, uh, I can't really, I don't really deal with it. I just kind of get pissed at all the snow. And I'm like, oh, just, just get out of here. And I just, I'm a big twister. And then I'm real sore. I'm like, why am I so sore? Because I didn't listen to Ethos Performance Rehab. Okay. Charlie, they're taking care of you. And as listeners of this podcast, we're taking care of you. 20% off at Ethos Performance Rehab. Tell them the process sent you.
0: Great guys over there at Ethos. Love those guys. Go visit them. Tell them the process sends you 20% off your visit. Nick, appreciate you getting back on. Uh, Appreciate everyone's patience with my superstitions. I'm not superstitious. I am just a little stitious. Um, Charlie lamb and tuna fish. That's what he said in the movie. Mm, mm, Delicious. Terrible. Uh, Again, appreciate everyone tuning in. Follow me on Twitter at Chow at 68. Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Veronica on Facebook at by Nick Veronica. On threads, at Nick Veronica. Yes, I like it. Um, Follow the Process Podcast on Twitter. We've been a little quiet. I promise we're going to pick it back up. Follow the Process Podcast on Twitter at the underscore process pod. Appreciate everyone tuning in. I know the season didn't end like how we wanted. But, folks, don't forget to always trust the Process.